All right, friends, welcome back to Nick and Dan's Bible Study Podcast. We are excited to be... Nick, it seems like it's been a long time since last week's episode. Uh, um, you know, if if 2020 has lasted for all of eternity, this <laughs> last week, you know, post-election has been just... I mean, it's been so bad. Nick, we're not, we're not post-election, though. We're right in the, we're right in the well, thick of it here still today. And as this um, is live on Friday... Uh, we'll see what's uh, we'll see what's up by then. But whether the results are in, we're right. I, I, I will tell you this though: I'm, I've kind of been lonely the last couple of days because uh, in the days leading up to this election, I I was getting constant text messages from the president, and he stopped texting me as of Tuesday. So I don't, yeah. you know, I'm feeling kind of lonely right now. He left you alone. Well, yes, until next <laughs> time, I guess. <laughs> so, um, but it is, you know, it, this is a season, of course. Um, every Everybody has political opinions. We, we, we know that. We do. Um, you know, we let some of them sneak out, kind of, right? But um, that's, not what we're, that's not what we're here for. We're not here for to commend to you a, uh, a conservative uh, states' rights um, approach to politics or, or a federal whatever. Like, those are valid, good discussions. But we're here to talk about following Jesus, right? That's kind of our – that's our thing. That's our concern. But we do want to tie this to real life and, of course – um, being a Christian relates to you know some to certain areas of policy and whatnot, but a lot of the concern we have, I think we both do, is is about how Christians navigate this season. We're not you know 100 just just talking about that today. We did that a lot Tuesday. I would encourage you guys to go back to our Tuesday live discussion um, if you want to kind of get that was the most right, Nick. Uh, we most directly we talked about politics yes. kind of right so far. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was a great discussion. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot so of fun, was... and, I, and I think we did. You know, we I hope, I hope we talked about it in a way that honors our listeners, whatever their political, you know, philosophy or leanings or views or whatever it is is. Um, because at least to me, it's important that our churches are a place that we invite people in from different backgrounds and ways of thinking. We want we want to challenge everybody to be more faithful in their own uh, following of Jesus. And uh, that's yeah. what we're all about, right? Yeah, Dan. And, and I mean, again, this for us, it's never been about uh, the partisanship of the election. As a matter of fact, this is the season I think we, we most have talked about, right? Because now the signs are coming down. Like neighbors are taking their signs down and we're just human beings again that we interact with one another. Well, you know, are, are we loving our neighbor or are we holding grudges against our neighbor? You know, um, this yeah. past season, it's unfortunate because the one thing it did do was it revealed a lot about a lot of people. It, it, it brought out fear in people. It brought out anger in people. Um, actually, I guess you could argue it brought out hate in people. Um, yeah. So now is the season where that's all done. It's been revealed. Now, what do we do with it? How do we go back to a healing process? How do we go back to, you know, basically a maturing process if you're a Christian? Okay. Yeah. I don't like who I was for the last several months. How do you yeah. improve that so it doesn't happen again? Yeah. Or it, it even and even right now, because we're still we don't know at, you know 100 percent for sure yet who our next president is going to be. Yeah. Although things are you know still coming back, maybe by Friday morning when this is all live, we'll we'll know. Um, but we have in the aftermath, you know, how we respond to that, and for a lot of for a lot of people, for you know half half of the country, it's going to be really disappointing. And uh, if it goes the way it looks like it's going, you know, a lot of people in our 
you know, circles are are conservatively minded, you know, voters, and they're going right. to be disappointed uh, and, if, it goes, if, it, if it goes that direction. But that's what it looks like right now. You know, we don't know for sure, but how we respond is, is really important. Um, yeah, that. And, and fear, too. You know, I, I, I sometimes underestimate the fear factor. Um, the fear of the unknown, the fear of the rhetoric on, uh, from people who maybe don't agree with you, whatever it might be. Um, and, and I don't, I, I tend not to, to live in a fear, a place of fear. So, but there are people out there who are concerned. They're worried about where the country is going to be headed and, sure. um, you know, but that's no different than a lot of people over the last four years who lived yeah. in fear that, you know, what's happening to our country or, you know, are we unraveling, whatever it might be. Right. So as Christians, it's again, we're just going to keep saying this over and over again. We're kingdom people. Like today yeah. is just a different circumstance depending on who wins, right? Yeah. Um, but we we live kingdom 100% of the, or we should live kingdom 100% of the time. Right, right, right. So we have a passage of scripture that we're going to look at today. We're kind of, I mean, who knows how our conversation is going to weave in and out of, you know, current circumstances. Because, you know, to be fair, we do want to talk about things that are that are timeless it, you know, the, the, the Bible, the scriptures, um, following Jesus, faith in Jesus, you know, that time, timeless, but we, but we do want to make connections right to everyday life because mm -hmm. too often that doesn't happen. It's all, it's all about what was happening only 2000 plus years ago and not today. And, uh, we're not always good at making those connections. Sometimes we're like, Oh, the, them, them, them. And the, then we're going to go and often just not connect the dots. We don't want to do that either. Right. So we'll see, you know, how this conversation comes up, but it's going to weave in and out of always what just kind of is our, is our thing about faithfully following Jesus, um, staying on that narrow path and how easily we can fall away from that path. How easily in Jesus's own day and we're in Matthew chapter 15 today, um, how easily, right, those who represent God, if you will, the teachers um, how easily in history and yet in today uh, we can be off track. And when those who have responsibility, who have maybe power, who have influence, whatever, when we, when they, we go off track, it has a substantial effect. Yeah, it does. And when we get the order off track, like when we begin to put the, the um, opinions of man in front of the will of God, it really messes things up. And I think to a degree, that's what this scripture is going to be talking about yeah. a little bit. And, yeah. and um, you know, as we read through this, it's important to note that a lot of the factors that we're going to cover in this scripture are alive and well today, right? You've got, um, you've got churches out there that, that are telling you how to live your life. And sometimes you look around and go, well, if that's how I have to live my life, I don't, I don't see that in what Christ taught. Right. Yeah. So again, we're going to talk about this today. Yeah. We're going to talk about the importance of the heart. Um, so anyway, yeah, you know, it's, it, it's vital. So, yeah. So we're in Matthew chapter 15 and we're trying to, uh, we said earlier, we're trying to kind of give some, some context to this as well too. Context is very important. We, we want to model that in our Bible study and not just kind of jump to the, you know, to the one or two verses that maybe, um, you know, we could use just to kind of speak to what we want to say. But, you know, uh, I, I think Nick, a lot of scripture, it has application beyond its immediate context, but it, but it's important that we first understand what's going on there before we start to make those other connections, you know, as good students of scripture. Yeah, right? absolutely. Because um, proof texting is a bad thing because it's yeah. often used for ill purpose. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, a lot. It's, it's right. easy, and it's and look, it's tempting, right? For and, yeah. and we're not exempt from that. Ooh, this verse says, this verse says that this, you know, and we always want to go to the same verses, and sometimes that's really good, encouraging. But as I've said before, sometimes we want to make every moment a uh, making the whip and turning over the tables in the temple moment, and that's not every moment, guys. Yeah, you know? right. It's, and so we got to be careful what we you know, what is it that we continue to kind of go back to in, in scripture? And is it, is it a thing that's central to Jesus message or is it something really ancillary um, or, you know, or important, but kind of not all the time thing. We want to really put the pieces together. Well, yeah. Cause as we read this too, just remember faith is actually trusting what Jesus said and taught, right? And yep. so there's a lot of people out there that say, yeah, but that's, you know, that, that, that whole nature of, of Christ won't work today. Well, yeah, it will, but you have to have faith in it. Right. Um, and yeah. so again, you know, protecting the heart is important. Living as Dan said, living it out is more important than talking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. One of my favorite little verses, and you could tell me if this is a proof text or not. I don't think it is, but uh, it's John 15, 15. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. Right. <laughs> if you love me, you'll do what I say. <laughs> Pretty sure that that's a foundational issue there. Right, that, yeah. I don't think you're taking that out of, out of well, context. Yeah, I mean, that's the very, that, that's also not the same words by any means, but the same exact idea at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 through 7, Jesus talks about the house built on the sand, the house built on the rock. What's the difference? Those who hear these words of mine and put them into practice. Right. Right. That's the life that's built on the rock. Right. You can hear these words and we have an expression in one ear and out the other. And so often that's the case. Like, right, we can get together Sunday morning, Bible study, this podcast, whatever, hear it, hear it, be challenged by it, whatever, and then turn it off and just go and do what we always did before. And Jesus really just warns right again and again against that, that you have to, you know, it, it's it's nice for us to say we trust that Jesus died for our sins, but do you trust Jesus that if you live his way, it's going to be good for you? You know, that's a harder question, honestly. Yeah, for real. Um, I think, and you know, it's both and. It's, you know, it's all it's it's all the above. But um, we have to, you know, you, it's not a decision you only make once. You do make it once, but then you have to make it again each and every decision, each and every response, each and every moment. Am I going to trust Jesus or am I going to say, no, thanks, Jesus. You know, your way is not practical. <laughs> I'm going to do it my way, you know. So today's scripture is the clash between uh, man's rules and God's rules, right? Uh, one of the many. <laughs> yeah, one of the many. So I don't, do you want to, you want to start or should I start? Go ahead. All right. So I'm going to start at 15.1 and, and we're going to kind of blow through this first part as sort of the stage setting. And then we're going to get to the, the, the scripture. Maybe we'll slow down a little bit uh, once we get there. So 15.1 begins, then the Pharisees and the scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, why do your disciples break the traditions of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. He answered them. And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God commanded, honor your father and your mother. And whoever um, reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, if anyone tells his father and his mother, what you would have gained from me is given to God, he need not he need not honor his father and mother. Sorry for that little bouncing around there. So for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God. You hypocrites. 
well, well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Um, so I want to pause there for a minute. Because again, this the, the 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 whole the whole point of this is God expressly saying, "This is what I am telling you to do for me," and then men coming along saying, "This is I'm telling you, the public, what you're supposed to do for God," and it looks nothing like what God told us we're supposed to do, right? right. They're feeding yeah. tradition, not obedience. Yeah, it's a great. It's 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 an interesting thing, you know. This, I mean, at the beginning, I, I see things every. Every time I open the stick in book, I see I see things I never saw before. Then some of the Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem. There in this thing that happens right before this in Matthew's gospel here is Jesus walking on water. So and they're up in the Galilee area, which is not it's not right next to Jerusalem. It's not like, hey, let's just bop over there real quick. Like this is like a journey that they went on. So these guys, whatever it is, they're hearing about Jesus. They're upset. They're saying, we're going to go find this guy <laughs> and give him a talking to. Um, so they come up, right? And they ask Jesus, why do you, this is important, Nick, in verse two that you already read, right? Why do your disciples break, this warning is important here, right? Break the traditions of the elders. Yes. Okay. So this is not Torah, this is not Ten Commandments. This is not the 600 whatever other commandments. This is not something that God revealed, here's what I want you to do. Um, when we're talking about the traditions, right, of the elders. Right. Um, and so that, that's significant. That, that today, the application would be like, you're not a good Baptist. You're not a good Methodist. You're not a good Church of God, whatever. Right. right? When, there's, when there's certain things that, right, that we do maybe, or that are practices for us, or maybe things we've done for a long time. And that's not to say that they're not good, they're not good things. Um, I think even in the case of this example, this thing that they did sometimes wasn't necessarily a bad thing, but they did it in a way that was not good, in a way that overrided what God said, you know, um, needed to happen. Um, and that was this, this tradition that came up was that they put aside, it's kind of like a savings thing or whatever, it's put aside a certain amount of money or whatever, and they said, this is devoted to God. We can only use this, you know, for um, for God for a particular purpose. It couldn't be, in this case, it couldn't be used to help your parents if they needed financial help. So, like, people, they had this money, and apparently – you know, for Jesus to be concerned, apparently this had become kind of wise, right? This is something that the Pharisees are teaching, this practice. This is something you should do. And Jesus is seeing, apparently, right, situations where people couldn't actually help their family because they had, you know, it's 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 sort of like saying, it's like your pastor said, well, you got to tithe this extra, or, or we're doing this building campaign, right, Nick? Right. We're a building campaign, we need this money, and the person's like, well... My, you know, there's a pledge. People do these pledge drives, you know, for the building campaign. The person, well, my uh, my dad had a surgery and he can't pay the bill. And the pastor says, well, you made the pledge for the building campaign. Right. So you can't give that money for your dad's medical bill. That's right. that's rewards for building his church, right? So, I mean, that's maybe a silly example, but 
Um, well, I don't know how silly an example that is. That's probably you know, reflective of things that have happened over the uh, you know tradition of the church. But the point being that God never, as far as general revelation said, hey, rip down your church and build a bigger one. Hey, you know, you need this, whatever. Hey, you need to do this. Now, you know, that might not be a bad thing at all to be doing that. But the problem is you can't ever put ahead something that you think like is a good idea to honor God in front of what God said, here's what I want from you. Right. Here's what you must do. Um, it kind of harkens back to Solomon building the building the first temple, right? He goes through this whole thing and he and he, you know, and it's all elaborate, it's beautiful, it's nice. He said, Lord, Lord, this is for you. And God just wants us kind of like, well, yeah, that's 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 nice, Solomon. Uh, <laughs> but what are you gonna do? Like, are are you gonna chase after foreign women? Are you gonna go after idols? Are you gonna whatever? Because if you do that, I don't care about this. Right. Right. God's like, oh, I'm okay being in the tent. Like, it's okay. You know, I don't need the fancy thing. What I want is your heart. Right. What I want is your life. And Does anybody so, else chuckle over this piece, though? You know, what you just said. I mean, uh, all creation, God exists in all creation. Yeah. And somehow man comes along and says, I'm going to build this temple. <laughs> yeah. So but you can God. live there. But God. Does anybody else chuckle or, or even yeah. ponder that? that that was their whole world, Nick. And I, and, I gotcha. I understand and, it. You know, they didn't see. I mean, they didn't see. You know, the way that we, we see that was kind of the uh, the assumption that, and that was their way of. I mean, right. And here's the thing with the Pharisees. We, I mean, we we need to be careful about the Pharisees because, yes, Jesus is rightly and legitimately very direct, right, and concerned about the Pharisees. The Pharisees were not poorly intentioned people. They wanted desperately to please God. They just, they got jacked up, Nick, <laughs> along the way. I think that many of them were and others were just on a power trip. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. And, and sometimes like it, where the path starts and where it takes you is a different thing, right? right? Like we talked about, we talked about this on Tuesday with your friend, our friend Jeff about with politics and you can start off on a great thing. Hey, I'm going to bring a Christian voice to this area of politics, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to bring this, the fruit of the spirit. And then all of a sudden you get sucked into this power vortex. And, you know, that very likely could have happened with Pharisees. Mm -hmm. I think that happens with pastors today. Um, yes. Left and right, um, you know, mega church and well-known pastors and leaders are flaming out. The character can't, are, isn't holding up to the amount of influence. Um, and it becomes, we get in our own little world. Like all the Pharisees were just kind of probably egging each other on in the directions they were going. And they needed a prophet, you know, like Jesus, even John the Baptist to come in and say, whoa, you know, um, you know, Nick, probably the Pharisees were their own little echo chamber. Yeah, right. right. Those right. Words today, right. We have like our own, we get our own people around us who say, aren't those people so bad? We're just so good, and we don't allow any outside criticism or any other voices to help to correct us. Instead, we, we become so self-convinced of things that we, we're not teachable anymore. Right. I think the Pharisees, I mean, there's no doubt they were, they were, um, they were way off track, and we see this right in this passage of Scripture. And that's why it's so important, too, for, um, you know, when you, when you are seeking Jesus Christ— 
you got to go to scripture, right? Um, you've got to trust in scripture alone from this perspective, you know, only by knowing your scripture, the truth, will you know that what you're being taught is legit, right? And yeah. not all jacked up. Um, it's important for people to understand and read scripture on your own. And yes, ask the questions and get it. But the bottom yeah. line is when you see, you know, like in this case, maybe a modern day example of this might be when you see someone bringing a whole lot of, of, of truth, basically calling out sin left and right, but that's not coming from a place of love or caring for people. Like it's okay to, to deliver truth. Like there is, there is truth. There is God's will. There is God's message. There's God's word. Um, and that doesn't change over time. It's, it remains consistent, but yeah. there's a way you deliver that. And, and at the heart of it, you know, it's, it's this love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, love your neighbor as yourself kind of thing. That's the foundation of bringing the truth, right? You don't celebrate somebody's loss. You, you come alongside them and say, I love you. I want you to be the best you can be. And that's an important part, Nick, because a lot of times people will, people will say, you know, we don't want to get soft on truth, you know? kind of thing. And Jesus was not soft on truth. Not at all. Um, and he didn't disagree all the time with the Pharisees in every case about what they were concerned about. It was their heart towards the people. Um, not, not this. Jesus didn't, it wasn't that they were saying you're a sinner. Jesus says, no, you're just fine. In, in every case, it was a matter of what do we do with the current reality? And the Pharisees so often was like, send them away, judge them, call them out, whatever. And Jesus, Jesus on the other side was saying, bring them back in, right. bring them back in. Right. When, like when they saw tax collectors, they saw tax collectors like a Matthew and you know, all everything that was rolled up with it, the Romans, the post, the potential a lot of times of extortion, that kind of thing. They said, you know, we'd be better off with, without you better off dead. And Jesus sees uh, Zacchaeus and he says, that's a loss person of Israel. I want him back. Right. Right. So instead of there's two responses, go away and come back. And, uh, that difference is significant. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, so part of what drives people to see others is significant today. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, as you see people, do you see them as, uh, you know, sinners like like in the passage where you know thank god i'm a pharisee and not that sinner over there do you right. see people in a belittling way or do you see people um as lost and and yeah. you want to seek them out and try to help them heal them uh because that's really important if you don't have the love of jesus christ let me put it this way how you do what you do matters the how does in fact matter right yeah um you do it like Jesus did it. And I heard something interesting the other day. And I honestly, Dan, I got to tell you, I never thought about this. Um, right. In my mind, my relationship with Jesus has always been one of, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to introduce the scripture maybe a little bit here, but mine has always been, you act like him. You believe what he tells you and you do it in the way he did it. You act like him. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh I, do you think I, that was was that just instinctive to you, or do you think that was taught specifically? No, it was instinctive to me. Uh, okay. It probably was influenced by the idea of the the whole notion of a rabbi, what a rabbi meant, and you know what followers of a rabbi meant. But it was instinctive to me. Like I wanted to be Christ like. That I was always instructed and trained that way. I want to be Christ like. Um, I want to yeah. act like Christ. Well, you're, uh, you're but, a person that instinctively talks about integrity a lot too, and I suspect that's not wasn't trained into you. It's, it's kind of a part of who you are that that idea of being a person of integrity, right? Of, of living, living out what you believe. Yes. You know, putting those pieces together is just kind of, that just feels like 
instinctively what's right for right, you. Correct. You know. Yeah. And so, but the the alternative that was, was brought to my attention that kind of threw me for a loop was this idea of, well, no, I'm going to do what he says, but I'm not going to do it like he did it. I'm going to do what he says. I'm going to, I'm going to love people, but it's not going to look like Jesus. It's going to, it's going to look like the modern, you know, well, here's here's what we, what we hear sometimes, Nick, and I want to be careful because this isn't all whatever, but people will say something like the most loving thing I can do is tell them the truth. Right, right. The most loving thing I can do is tell you that you're going to hell. Right. You know? And that's not all wrong, but it's not all the way right either. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It, it, it's almost, and I don't want to, you can't judge the person in their heart and stuff, but you're right, Dan. Look, if you're, if you're coming at someone saying you're going to hell and you need to repent, man, you're, first of all, you're jumping to a conclusion that you're, you're founded in truth. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you're jumping to a conclusion. They're going to hell. Probably right on that front. If they don't know Jesus Christ. You know, there's a way that you come at someone wanting to build relationship, wanting to express that you care about them, wanting to, you know, wanting to love them, if you will, into the kingdom. And that's not, oh, coddling love. It is like, I genuinely care about you. What's my best pathway to get you to hear what I'm saying? Right. Right. But you, but you realize that the best way to communicate truth, especially hard truth is in the context of relationship. Right. So instead, what we do is we just we just we just yell out true things, and then walk away and say, "Well, I, I did the most loving thing I could do." Right. No, right. the most loving thing you could do is walk along the per- alongside the person, right? Like like physically help them, like talk to them about life, and yes, share the truth with them. But that's the way they're much more likely to hear it is in inside that inside that relationship i could still remember back at penn state um outside of one of the halls there used to be this evangelist that would come all the time and it would be that you're going to hell message right it would just be a guy shouting trying to maybe i i I guess incite a response to some degree right um and i can remember at that time being the student and so hearing and and i was i was a christian i was a follower of christ at the time but the people around me weren't um, and I can remember their response and the, and the rejection of this, this crazy person, right? This, because there was no attempt to build relationship. There was no attempt to say, I care about you. There was no attempt. Well, why would I listen to you? Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I yeah. might even be interested or curious, but why would I listen to you? Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, you know, God does insanely, you know, sometimes work through that, but it's not reliable. It's not, it's not the way that. Um, you know, invites someone. And sometimes people that come to faith through that confrontational thing become that kind of confrontational person themselves. Right. Um, and so, yeah. And so we got to be careful, you know, about this. So, uh, so back to our passage here, um, Jesus here quotes Isaiah. And this is so, this statement, Nick, is really, you could almost speak this over so much of what the Old Testament prophets have to say. Like if you were to kind of have a summary of a lot of the me- of the message of it, this would be not a bad summary. Um, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Mm. Right? They worship me in vain. They worship. They're worshiping him. They're praising him. Right. They're bringing sacrifices and they're singing songs right? and they're doing these things. And he says they're doing it all in in vain. These are the people, right, Nick? That we that Jesus says uh, on the on that day, I'll say, I don't know who you are. Right. Get away from me. I never I never knew you. They said, well, but but Jesus, but Lord, Lord, 
Did you hear the song? Like I sang the chorus a lot of times. Right. <laughs> I put I put five one dollar bills in the plate, like <laughs> into this, you know, whatever. Um, you, you know, Jesus, and he's and this is God's consistent thing. That's not like that's great. I do I do like that, but that's not it. That's not that's not it. They worship me in vain, uh, and he says their their teachings are merely human rules. Right. Their teachings right. are merely human rules. Um, what, are you, what version are you using? NIV. What do you have? Oh, I what? am back on the English Standard. I thought I was on NIV too. NIV too. What does your uh, say for that? So English Standard, uh, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrine the commandments of men. Yeah. Right? So it's the same thing, but it's like teaching as doctrine. God's, you know, maybe more or less what God is telling us to do. Right. But the doctrines of men, and it's sort of like, how often do we see that where the the traditions of a denomination become more important than right. God's word? Yeah. Well, that's that's why, not to toot our own horn a little bit, because we don't always do that well at it, but that's why in the churches of God, our thing has been scripture as our only rule of faith and practice. We don't have a, uh, a detailed uh, doctrine that you must kind of go with all the all of these particular interpretations now there's something there it's not like we don't articulate anything right means, but it's not it's not like you can't question it okay we scriptures are is our thing we don't we don't want to right create additional things and say the bible says this and additionally you must also do this this and this the things that we articulate are because we believe and can hopefully defend the biblical foundation Right. We don't them because it says it right here in scripture. Right. Because it says it in scripture. And if it doesn't say it in scripture, then that's a valid conversation in our yeah. body because that's what matters. Right. For, uh, for us. We don't, we don't want to fall. We so easily do. I'm not saying we're exempt by any means from this, but we just know that human heart and traditions where it's so easy for us to make up extra rules and say, this do this and then you'll make sure you don't do that or do this and you know and we'll make sure that we please God and again we come up with a, with a lot of things that God didn't say to do that we think please him and maybe they do but what he says has to always come first yeah what he says has to come first and the spirit like the, the heart of Christ has to come through as well yeah right and that's that's the other thing we don't often do it's like yeah, you know, the, the entire gospel is filled with stories of of Jesus Christ delivering truth. But there's a way that he did it. Right. And we have to match the way that he did it in addition to what he said. Right. Yes. So yes, and that's and that's that, that's vital for us. That's that's non-negotiable and it's so easy it's so easy just to want to exert power, right? If if we if we can, if we have it, just say let's just make this happen. Let's right. just let's just force it in there. Right. This is what God wants. But the problem is that you can't have God's will without God's way. Right? You can't do what God wants without doing it the way that he wants you to do it. It doesn't work. Right. It might it might work to get that thing done, but what it creates is more bitterness and hostility and resentment with people than it does hearts that become more loving. And that's really the point, right? Their hearts are far from me. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And the transformation of the heart is a big part of what Christian faith is all about. Yep. 
life, life transformation. Wants because you can do all the things. And that's in this and in Matthew's gospel, in particular, and others. You know, you can fast, you can pray, you can bring offerings, you can worship, you can do this, you can do that, you can do the other thing. You can do all those things and not have your heart be right, not have your heart be changed. Right. You can be a Pharisee. That's kind of maybe that's the picture of the, what the Pharisee is, Nick. Right. Everything outside looks right, but the heart's not right. Right. And that, and that takes me back again to what I said in the very beginning. And that is, man, that is why it's so important for, for any follower of Christ, any believer, regardless of how new you are, um, anyone seeking, right? Don't pass judgment based on the actions of men. Actually go to the scripture and read it. What did Jesus Christ teach? And then as you're, as you're seeking to find a community to be a part of, make sure that you're you're satisfied that what's being taught and lived out more importantly maybe lived out yeah is is genuine and true to the scriptures yeah and and i think at, at least that's what's stated and that's what you see trying to to happen not that it's perfect right, right. it's not going to be perfect but that that's the intent we're trying to understand what jesus says together and we're trying to live it out Right. We're going to we're not going to do it perfectly. Right. By any means. But that's how it it has to be. Right. That's what we that's what we have to um, what we have to do um, here together in this uh, in this way. So do you want to keep uh, we're 33 minutes in? Do you want to do, do this last? That's kind of where we were trying to go. Right. I, I kind of laugh because we're 33 minutes in and we didn't get to the scripture we were intending to talk about. It's like, uh, you might be a preacher yet, Nick. Big introduction, <laughs> you know, which is in closing for the next 45 minutes. I'll be talking about closing. Well, Paul does that in some of his letters too. So we're on good, uh, <laughs> we're, on good uh, we're on good grounds uh, there. Uh, with uh, with that, so so I'll, so I'll keep reading. Okay, uh, here in our passage, where I think we're in verse ten, uh, Matthew chapter fifteen, Jesus called the crowd to listen to him and said, "Listen and understand." <laughs> Nick, listen and understand. Very important. <laughs> okay, yeah. very important because his disciples then and today often miss the point. Right. 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 Um, what goes into someone? So Jesus is all over the map here with with stuff going on, criticizing them. Right? Uh, what goes into someone's mouth does not defile them. We're not going to talk about this at length, but that Nick, that was a huge. Jesus doing that was a huge thing. Right, big, 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 big paradigm shift there in that in that one. Well, I mean, if you think about it in context, it's a huge thing today, too, because, uh, you know, we're talking about washing hands and putting things in your mouth during COVID season. So I'm just I just thought I would bring I just thought I'd bring that up, you know. So anyway, sorry. Well, what, 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 germs, what germs go into you don't come, but we'll come out of you. <laughs> All right. Not that that wasn't our best sidetrack ever. <laughs> <That's Seriously. okay. laughs> All right. What goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. Amen. Ooh. Um, and in other places, Jesus is, you know, and, and the different gospels arrange, you know, the teachings differently. Probably, Nick, my suspicion is that Jesus taught some of these same things on multiple occasions. Right. right? I mean, that's what teachers do, right? Rabbis, uh, whatever, you know, they're they're repeating the same 
kind of core ideas. But I like how I think it's in Luke's gospel where this is included with this is uh, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Right. And that's really it, 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 it goes right with this really well. Right. So it's what's in the Jesus is saying, again, you're this thing about the heart, right? What is the heart? It's not the, it's not the muscle that pumps the blood. It's the central part of, uh, of you, right? right? The core of who you are. He says, your hearts are far from me. What goes in doesn't really affect, isn't really an indicator of your heart that much, but what comes out is, right? Right. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, if you think about it, if your heart is right, if you have the heart of Jesus, you're not, you're not going to live the life of, of a Pharisee. You're not going to live like you're, you're going to, you're going to discern what is, what is God's will? What is Jesus Christ's teachings? Like, and if your heart is right, you are going to just desire that so much that one of two things are going to happen. One, you're never going to let that bad stuff come out and defile your heart or two, when it happens, you know, when that guy comes swinging by you in the car and cuts you off and that word comes flying out of your mouth, it's going to be like, I don't say anything. I only make gestures because Jesus didn't say anything about it. <laughs> I, don't, I never make gestures. I never make gestures, but once in a while a word will fly. And then it's always this, this repentance and going, you know what? I, I used to repeat this all the time and, and uh, some will take exception to this. So be it. You're a little too sensitive. But when I would go through those period of time, I would say child of God child of God. Like I would always treat someone like, you know, I just cursed a child of God. Right. I would always, I would always repent and assume that, you know, in this relationship of the person I just cursed, I was the problem. Right. You know, um, because it would, it would humble me. Right. It would humble me in heart. Yeah. It's not about, it's not about, again, about pretending that our hearts are better than they are because it's those moments and, that real that we realize we're not as we're not as far there as we want to be. We're not right. as mature, right? One of my favorite Greek Bible words, teleos, which is that wholeheartedness. Right? That's what we're after. The our whole hearts given over to God. We realize that even when our hearts have been substantially shaped more by Him, there's we're still not all the way there. Right. So we realize in those moments. What we don't do is just say, oh, well, that's not whatever. That's not, you know, that's, we make excuses. Instead, we say, well, why, why is my heart still not all the way there? And that's how the process kind of, you know, move, continues to move along. Sanctification, right? Becoming more uh, like who he wants us to be. Um, so a little more yet. I was going to say, at some point, we may or may not get to what we're trying to get to, and we might have to do that next week, and that's okay. Life is a journey, not a destination. Man. I got you, man. I'm patient. Is that back? Is that back in the you know the hippie stuff, whatever? I don't know. Dan, I'm patient and calm as the votes are coming in. I'm patient and calm. I want every vote to be counted. I'm patient and calm. Nick, you are so full of spirit. <laughs> <laughs> If I say you're so full of it, well, let's assume we mean the Holy Spirit, right? And that that would defile you, right? Come on, defile, <laughs> right? Um, okay, so um, you want to keep going? No. Yeah, you read up to twelve, right? Uh, correct. Yep. But then the disciples came and said to him, "Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying?" He answered, 
Every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. Let let them alone. They are blind guides. And if the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. There it is. There it is. Blind lead the blind. That's interesting. The disciples came to him. (laughs) Don't you know that the Pharisees were offended? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, you know, Jesus is not... He's not overly sensitive, you know, to, to, uh, he said, Oh, I'm sorry that I offended them. Uh, I think, you know, he knew, he knew what he was doing, but it's, it's interesting though, Nick, right. That Jesus, although Jesus did correction, he wasn't, his primary goal wasn't to go around and make sure that everybody fell into line with how they ought to be. Right. What is what does he what does he say there? Um, leave them. They're yeah. so don't follow them, but you don't have to stop them. You don't have to put an end to them. You don't have to do away with them. You don't have to silence them. It's not Pharisee cancel culture, right? But he's saying, but don't follow them. Don't don't be behind them because they are they are blind guides, right? They don't see. They don't see the um, the the whole truth. They don't see they don't see the path. They don't see the way that narrow road. Um, if the blind follow the blind, they'll both fall into a pit. But it's not usually until the gu- till the guide falls in the pit, till the other guy falls in the pit too. Right. You don't see the pit way far ahead all the time. So that's why um, you gotta you gotta be careful. Yeah. Um, so be careful what you're being what you're. Lo- be careful what you're being taught too. like be, be discerning as you're being taught. Right. Because there's a lot of people out there that are teaching the ways of the Pharisees, right? Be wary of that. Protect your heart. Make sure you don't become that person. Um, what you want to do is you want to study Jesus. You want to emulate Jesus. You want to be a follower of Jesus, right? So in order to do that, the only safe way to do it is to actually, you know, dive into scripture, read the scriptures, um, certainly surround yourself with people that you trust, discerning individuals where you can ask the questions and, and, you know, learn what scripture actually says. Um, you know, if you're new to this and even if you're not, I mean, there are those of us who have been reading this for an awfully long time and I'll still come up to a passage and go, Dan, tell me what this, what, what do you think this means? Cause I'm struggling with this one. I don't know yeah. what this means. I'm in the same boat as a lot that I don't know what it means, but the, but the point is that you, you have the right guy and you, and you have to ultimately, you have to trust some guy. You have to trust somebody to kind of lead the path. I mean, if we were in the middle of the woods, Nick, that, that neither of us were familiar with, we didn't have a compass, we didn't have whatever. And there's two guides. One guy could be leading us in circles and we wouldn't know it, right? Could be leading us into the pit. We wouldn't know it. The other guide could be leading us exactly where we needed to go. And we wouldn't really fully understand or know it either. Right. Until we got there. And that's like, this is what Jesus, we have to trust Jesus. He's leading us into the kingdom. We can't always see it clearly. Again, when it seems to us, retaliation, we got to make it happen. We got to do it our way. We got to just whatever at all costs. That's what seems like it's the path for us, but it's not. And uh, that path leads in a bad direction. That's the blindly and the blind. They're both going to fall in a pit, Right. Uh, Jesus said to Peter, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. In the book of Proverbs, he said that those who are out for violence, they're only waiting, they're only setting the trap for themselves to fall into. Um, that's the way that it is. It might seem, right, a way seems good, but it's not. Right. 
Um, and that's why, like, again, the Proverbs that is a favorite for so many people, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I would say, too, be careful uh, whether you're a new believer or a, a seasoned, you know, mature believer, whatever it might be. Like, be careful, too. Um, you know, I, I said this this past election season, so much was said. And if you let it get under your skin, you got drawn into things you probably didn't want to get drawn into, right? So as you're listening beyond election season, as you're listening to the way the Christian church in America is portrayed, or when you see, um, you know, high profile pastors preaching a message that just doesn't align with scripture, whatever it might be, man, challenge that. Go back to the scripture. Again, make sure, as Dan said, you have somebody in your life that can speak uh, with, with, you know, with you find confidence in what they're saying. Um, you know, find a good church that 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 preaches uh, in a manner where you look at the Word of God and say, "Yeah, that's 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 what they're preaching." Right? right. Um, Jesus was very clear. Right. That's the that's the funny thing about this, uh, or the odd thing about this. You know, with two thousand years of history, how many times the church got it wrong? And Dan and I talked a little bit before we we actually came on uh, to record this about, like, for instance, the Crusades and. Um, different things throughout the history of the church where human beings just made really bad decisions that in no way aligned with what Christ would have taught. Right. And they yeah. justified it or they, they thought they were doing the right thing or whatever it might be. Um, don't like learn from that. Right. So if you're seeking Christ, seek Christ, seek the Christ of scripture, right? Not the Christ of man, not the Christ of tradition, seek the Christ of scripture. Yeah. And, and, and you know, do the best that you can to be transformed into that model. Yeah. And if, and if a leader, you know, if somebody's trying to influence you in a particular direction, make sure, sure, sure that they're using scripture, right. In good context to lead in that direction, because right. I mean, so often in history and today, somebody has a role and is looked to as a respected Christian leader and they say, do this and trust me. Right. And there's not, you know, I mean, the 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 popes that won the Crusades, um, you know, and, and, and still today, too, it's so easy for us to get wrapped up in power. There's so many Christian voices today who are becoming overly politicized, people that are in pastoral roles, and they've become really just tied in with um, partisan politics and stuff. And there's not a lot of scripture going on there is a lot of, you know, we're so easily pulled off our game. Um, and so we don't just get to speak. I don't just get to say, because I'm a pastor, I get to say, and you follow. No, 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 work no, like no, that. no, no, you know, no, where, you know, where we're trying to lead, we're trying to tie it very closely, right. With what, with what, that's why this is Nick and Dan's Bible study podcast. Because we're not just trying to make crap up, <laughs> right? Um, we're trying to be sort of like Jesus. So we're going to wrap up. Rabbi model, you know, the rabbi model still exists today, if you will. So back in the in the in the day of of uh, can now forty seven minutes in. All right. Well, sorry, I'm going to say it very quickly because I'm just going to go to First Corinthians eleven. So the bottom line is, in in today's environment, you still want to find somebody that you can come under and learn from as they model Christ, you can see it lived out in their life, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's what you want to do. Yeah, a person that you can, also a community that's doing that 
together that you can, whether it be it's your Sunday school class, it's a house church, it's a Bible study, but not just studying just for information, but again, it's this transformation. Transformation. We're living this out together. Um, you know, and if it's, if it's, but I mean, yeah, all the above are great. I mean, if you just, if you're a more seasoned believer, like make yourself open, invite people into your life. Um, not just, you know, in a formal sense, but you know, all of life. That's, that's that rabbi thing, Nick, the, the philosopher, it's the li live life with me. Listen to what I say, but watch how I do it. And that's a hundred percent how Jesus did. That's what Paul did. Um, we've lost that. That's another conversation for us. And I think we'll probably have it before too long, but, um, that's the, that's it. So thanks for joining us friends today. We tried something different. We tried to modify it. Didn't quite work. I see that there are some, some comments here. Uh, this is not the live discussion. This is our podcast, but I didn't want to make it live on Facebook. I tried to make it not start till tomorrow. That didn't work. I'm a failure, Nick, but it's okay. <laughs> um, Join us Tuesday for, for our live discussion. Uh, we will interact with any comments that are left here. Um, I won't be here on Tuesday. Typing, you won't be here on Tuesday? I'm we'll see what, on Tuesday. We'll see what's happening on Tuesday. Look, folks, folks, give us this day our daily bread just for today. That's all we can promise. <laughs> Tomorrow is uncertain, but today we're here for you. Uh, we hope you appreciate this conversation. Uh, we'll interact with any comments that come in and questions, etc. Uh, in the chat box. Um, we love you and we'll see you soon. Take care, everybody. Bye.